Good afternoon, Natalie. So great to see you again. How are you today? Hello, Alicia. I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Welcome back to Wellness Wins. I've been really looking forward to this chat. So excited. So we chatted a while back about creative journaling and what that did for you, what that has continued to do for you, and a little bit about how you've been sharing that in community. And you're taking that a step further. So we're going to chat a little bit more about that today. And also just a little background on how we know each other. Um, We met, I think, initially via like the Minnesota Cares event and some mutual connections that we had there. Um, So we might chat a little bit about that. But tell us a little bit about what's what's been on your mind with creative journey that you've been on and what you're doing with this calendar. Great. So wonderful to have the opportunity to do so. So yes, our friendship really stemmed from the Minnesota Cares event that you referenced, uh, that being a workshop that now just had its second annual gathering in November of this year. We can share more about that. Yes, but um, both of us having workshops at that caregiver conference of sorts is really what has prompted me to figure out how do I continue to go deeper with what I had to share at that workshop. And so as a presenter now for two years in a row, at Minnesota Cares uh, with the workshop Creative Journaling for Resilience. I knew after year one that I needed to come into year two with something for people who wanted to go deeper with this hobby or maybe to even consider making it a habit because in year one, uh, the receipt of, of this content just really lit me up It's been a personal practice of mine to turn to my journal and not just write, but really make art within the space of of my journal as a canvas. And so to share about it at a professional workshop, to share about something so personal at a professional workshop, and then to be in a caregiver community with others who also found inspiration in doing this. I knew after year one, when people reached out and said, how can I do more? How can I find more communities who are creatively journaling to stay resilient, I knew that I needed to create something um, that would help really all of us to keep creative journaling on the calendar, if you will. So in year two, I offered my workshop again, Creative Journaling for Resilience. This year, I focused on Kintsugi art journaling, which is going to be a theme featured in the calendar that is the project that I developed as an offshoot of Minnesota Cares this year. And so I went back over sketchbooks that really I've been amassing over the last three years on a really regular basis, but really over, over, you know, decades of my lifetime. And I took artwork that I've made, original artwork, and created a calendar for 2024 called the Creative Journaling for Resilience calendar. And this is lovely, by the way. Thank you. It's not so great. (laughs) Thank you. So it's a desk calendar, but it's also uh, a community in the works. So, uh, you know, coming out of the Minnesota Cares workshop, I wanted to provide people with a chance to uh, get a product that would make the habit or hobby of creative journaling visual uh, with the desk calendar. And then the community project that will stem from that is uh, really what's what's in the works and uh, really thinking out loud with you about how that's coming together 
it's just been really cool to see your superpowers as a journalist and as a Mayo Clinic trained health coach come together with helping me figure out what is this actually going to look like to create community around this and to create an opportunity for people to come together and engage in the monthly themes that are featured on the calendar. So that's, that's what's up. They're out. You've been busy delivering. <laughs> yes. um, maybe we could take a mini step back just to talk about creative journaling for resilience and why that's been helpful for you and others. Um, you know, you and I have been talking about some interesting books, like, uh, remind me of the title. Yeah, Your Brain on Art. Your Brain on Art. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Such an interesting book. I just started listening to it. And so maybe you could share some nuggets of how that relates and some of the other research you've read about this creative journaling process for wellness yeah. and well-being. Yeah, that's great. It's been so validating to see the science catch up with the art. So there is so much that's coming from the literature now that shows that spending time either making art or taking art in helps us as as, as caregivers, as clinicians. Uh, in fact, some research is suggesting that clinicians who spend even 30 minutes a week looking at art and really just engaging in visual thinking strategy questions what do I see here? And what makes me say that? And what else does this artwork remind me of? It's, it's being shown that those clinicians who spend time engaging in taking an art through the lens of those visual thinking strategies are actually much less likely to misdiagnose because observation skills are so much stronger. Uh, they also tend to be clinicians who write more robust narrative notes because there are richer adjectives and descriptions. And furthermore, we've created those neural pathways to not only observe, but to challenge our observations kind of on the, on the surface of things. And so the, some of the research that you and I have been talking about that's highlighted in this, in this new book, um, Your Brain on Art, I've got it on my desk here by Susan. Ah, yeah. Yes, Susan Magsiman and Ivy Ross, um, and it's already a New York Times bestseller. One of the things, just even from the inside book jacket that that drew me in, is that research is showing how engaging in our own art projects, and it, that doesn't even matter like what you get, whether you consider yourself an artist or not. You know that the outcome or what you what you come up with or make matters less. But just even taking forty five minutes to do artwork can reduce the stress hormone cortisol in your system. And in fact, taking time to do an art experience of one kind or another once a month can extend your life by 10 years. And That's so amazing. again, I mean, right, it's, it's wow. kind of wild. And, uh, you know, one of the things that, that they talk about in this book is how STEM is really missing the letter A. We really need to add art in. And mm. if you look at people who, for example, have won Pulitzer Prizes, a lot of times those who have rich scientific contributions to make have also had a creative habit or hobby on the side that keeps them fueled. And so that's kind of a long way of saying, and really, you know, some things from the literature uh, that, that back up something that I feel like I've been doing for as long as I could hold a writing utensil. And I tell a story in my workshop about how even at the age of five, I wrote my name across my parents' 
sofa in those scented rainbow markers because whenever I could just find a canvas and something to write with, I made it mine. Um, that story ended okay. But anyway, uh, I digress. Turning to my journalism, then something that I've done, uh, really, I leaned into it as a teenager in my college years. Um, I was an English reading, writing minor um, my first time around uh, when I when I did my undergrad. And I've just always found writing and really connecting writing to the arts as a form of creative expression that's helped me feel um, my own voice coming out. And so early in the pandemic, like about six months in, when times were feeling harder and darker than what I had expected, you know, I'm in my day job, I'm a patient safety nurse, and I kind of felt like I was built for the pandemic when things first rolled out in the spring of 2020 and about six months in when things were really starting to feel like this is going to be a while. I knew, and I talked about this in our first conversation, I knew that trying times were going to call for trying new things or trying things that have worked for me in the past on a new level. And so about six months into the pandemic, I reached out to an art buddy of mine and a fellow nurse and just pitched the idea of taking time each day, whether it be five minutes or an hour or whatever time we had to lend to our sketchbooks, take turns coming up with either quotations or song lyrics or moods or things in the news that could serve as a source of inspiration. And then just each do a little doodle on that or a collage or a written journal entry. And then personally and privately, we started, you know, swapping what we, what we came up with as our own product uh, stemming from whatever inspiration that we were finding to draw upon, if you will. And, you know, about three years later and dozens of sketchbooks, I, I, I have amassed a lot of artwork and a lot of writing. And so uh, really just catching up with figuring out how to scale that and share it, not just the artwork, but the actual practice and the process um, is what I'm really so thrilled to be here in conversation with you about. You know, it's an interesting time too, where I've kind of come to my own realization how important creativity is for my personal wellness. It's something I've always kind of, I've always recognized as important to be, but I haven't necessarily made it part of like my wellness wheel, so to speak, where I stop, I stop and think about, I need to take intentional time to do this. And I loved what your calendar did was it's a fun, approachable community-based way to start bringing that into my life on a regular basis. So every month there's going to be a time to join in and talk about it. You're going to be giving prompts to get like the creative juices flowing. You have an example. We'll talk, well, I'll show you some of those that you gave me and we could talk about them more, but yeah, I think this is going to be a really fun way for myself. And I, I have friends too, that I've shared the calendar with that. Um, they're really excited too. Thanks. It's just been such a joy to see, Who's interested in this? You know, it it stems from a group of healthcare professionals um, and really kind of leans into what our Surgeon General Vivek Murthy invited us to think about when he put out the May 2022 health advisory about health worker burnout and how this is not just a health worker problem. This is an America problem. And really anyone who works in the service industry or works to serve in any way, shape or form can I think appreciate this when those who serve and those who care are burned out, that's not just their problem. And so to really lean into methods of uh, richer social connection uh, that provide for us to 
complete the stress response cycle together, whether it be doing something physical together or uh, doing something creative together or, or otherwise, we have a higher likelihood of following through on our best intentions when we have community around it. Absolutely. So maybe you want to kick us off a little bit. Um, yeah. Are there some of the images you'd like to highlight first off to kind of give an example sure. of what this is all about? Yeah. So maybe, maybe first, I know I sent you a handful of, of uh, renderings from my sketchbook. I'd love to just share the cover of what was the handout that I gave out at the yeah. first year at Minnesota Cares. And so it's actually artwork that was done by my art buddy. I'm going to pull that and up right now. Yeah, it stemmed from me needing to create a handout for this workshop and I wanted to make something that kind of felt like a, like a takeaway journal of sorts, you know, like something that you might stumble across at your favorite place to buy gifts. And, and I had all these ideas for journaling prompts to include inside and all this artwork that I wanted to share, but I just couldn't come up with an idea for the cover. And so since I was stuck, I reached out to my art buddy and I said, can we just get together at your dining room table? And will you come up with the front cover? And I'm going to come up with something that I've already done for the back cover. And so she came up with that gorgeous image. And it, it really, Beautiful. for me, every time I look at it is a reminder that when we're stuck and we reach out to someone to do what we want to do in, in companionship, um, we have a higher likelihood of following through. And then the back cover, that's the image that I shared with you that looks like a, a black and white circle with a rainbow around it. And that yeah. image, yeah, so that's one that I dug out of my archives in my sketchbook. And as you zoom in, you can kind of see that the detail, it kind of looks like black knitting. And so this is a technique that I really want folks to be aware of. If, if you are just starting a journaling habit, one thing that I hear people say again and again is that a barrier to journaling or to keeping a diary is the fear of someone finding it and reading it. And so this yeah. technique provides uh, for you to write something down and then write over it again and then write over it again. And so I like to pick a shape, a circle or a heart or a star, and then I write and write and write. This is a technique that I learned from an art journalist by the name of Molly Anthony. And she does a really cool series um, called The Found Art Walk. And um, I like to take this technique that I learned from Molly and I've written out what I want to extract from my brain and get onto paper. I then just come up with a quotation that kind of sums up what I was writing about. And then I can look back at that and I can know what that journal entry meant to me without having to leave it out there for someone to discover. Um, so that's a technique that's, um, that's been helpful for me. And to then have the search of a quotation that really suits what it was that I had to say is something that just helps me kind of frame and reframe. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. And then in January of 2024, <laughs> I am really excited about the theme that I chose to launch a year of creative journaling exercises that will um, visually play out on the desk calendar that I created. And then within our community, so those who bought a desk calendar are going to receive an email on the first of each month that walks through uh, the theme that is featured on each month of the desk calendar. And then I'm going to be offering generally three to five different journaling prompts or activities that invite you to think about creative journaling, not just necessarily in a traditional standard paper journal, but 
all kinds of surfaces can serve as as a canvas, if you will, when it comes to creative journaling. And so the theme that I selected for the month of January, and I have my calendar here too. <laughs> you can't see it because I've got it on blur. But the theme is really stemming from a quotation by Elizabeth Barrett Browning that's always meant something to me. Light tomorrow with today. And that's really what creative journaling has done for me is it's provided for me to think about what can I be doing today that's going to make tomorrow a little bit lighter? Or what can I be doing to connect my head, heart, and gut in a way that once tomorrow comes around, I've done something that has already shed a little light on what I want to give to the day and what I want to get from the day. And so in the month of January, we're going to be doing, uh, we've got five different exercises. And I can the pull first that one of which, too, if you'd like. yeah, the first is w- of which is just picking a vessel. Like, what am I going to write? What am I going to write in? And so I've got, a, I sent you, I think a couple, one that that's my all time favorite art journal, which is literally, um, Ooh, that's the next one. That's the, oh. that's the next one. But the, the vessel is like that old book, that old vintage book. Ah, yes. Which I bought for $1. Is this the one year? That's yeah, it's actually pictures and that's the actual calendar. But in it is I featured during the month of January, that old vintage book. And the title is tomorrow about this time. I bought this book at a really great used a bit store uh, for a buck. And then I've just used that as as an art journal. And so you see a photo from Paris there on the front that I cut up and reseamed back together with some you glitter added and gold. That. Here, I, I thought did. that was the original cover. Oh, that's so cool. No, that's that's uh, that's that's the yeah, that's part of the collage artwork that ah. really is a little teaser for all the different things. And so, this ah. particular journal for me, it's one of many journals that I'm working in, is one where I I kind of play with different techniques for what journaling can look like besides just a pen on paper. And sometimes it is just a pen on paper inside of that, and sometimes it's it's other things. Um, but this is really just an invitation to think about what do I want my creative journal to be? Do I want it to be an old vintage book that I use to, you know, paint and draw upon? Or do I want to grab, uh, you know, something out of the dollar bin at Target? <laughs> you know, yeah. you can you can buy a journal for really, you know, not not a lot of money or even just even just, you know, simple Simple printer paper can work. You know, the idea is that it doesn't have to be fancy. Um, some folks who have purchased the desk calendar have said that they are planning on using like the back of each month. So, you know, you've got the front of the card and then on the back of the card, some folks have said, I think that I'm just going to use that. And then at the end of the year, I'll be able to go back and um, see what I've done. Um, mm-hmm. But the first, oh, the first great. thing is just picking a, picking a vessel. What am I going to use to write? What am I going to use to write in? And, and you want to pick something that feels inviting. Like what's, What's something like I, I love just I love journaling and just good old sketchbooks, you know, that are, you know, so that way, if I'm in the mood to paint or color or do something, um, I feel like I'm I'm in a space that invites that. But really, if I just only have a few minutes and I'm just kind of doing a hot take on what I want to get out on paper, you know, it's it's just a, a surface that feels um, to me like a canvas. And um, that for me feels really inviting. Yeah, that might be a supply item if folks are wanting to participate, having a sketchbook yeah. or, or even as you said, a journal from the $5 bit at Target. Yes, exactly. 
Yeah, it's probably cool. more of a five than a one dollar. <laughs> yeah, five <laughs> one. Like an old like spiral bound, yeah. spiral bound notebook. You know, the idea is just make it easy, make it inviting, uh, make it some combination of easy and inviting, and and go from there. Lovely. Yeah, and I I think I shared I think I shared with you uh, images that that walk through the examples of creative journaling that really stem from this theme light tomorrow with today yes let's see here we can go in whatever order you whatever order you share Tell me them, if this so. is is this the right one that's that's one of them so yeah let's talk about that one so this okay. reflective daily journal prompts um comes from uh, a, a very one of my best friends from childhood her mom gave me these questions to ponder each day uh, when I was going through a stretch of homesickness uh, back in my back in my college years, I was 18 years old and I was feeling a little homesick and kind of wondering what I was doing and where I was going. And sometimes there's just nothing like talking to either your own mom or any other maternal figure in your life. And uh, this this very dear friend of mine, her mom wrote me a letter after a phone conversation where I talked through my homesickness with her. I talked to my own mom about it too. Um, but she wrote me a handwritten letter and she asked me to think about these three questions each day. Um, and in summary, it's just, you know, what's something that went well today? Something good, something that I'm grateful for, you know, just one one good thing. That's kind of your your rose. And then what's something that I would do over if I had the day to rewind and live again? What's something that I would do over and do differently? And the the key here is something that's within our own control, right? Not just like I would change you know, let's say you get an offender bender and it's not your fault. Like I would change that, you know, you have to, you have to look at things like what's within my control. And, and so maybe it's that I really wish I would have gotten to the gym or I really wish I would have made time for my journaling habit or whatever. And then over time you start to see like, what are the things that are feeling good each day? And what are the things that are kind of a thorn in my side each day or the thing that I would do differently each day? And then third, uh, what's something that I'm looking forward to tomorrow? And that's your rosebud. And my family does something similar to, to this at dinner, just even when we're talking about our day, roses and thorns and rosebuds, like what's something that went well, what's something I would do over or differently, um, what's something that I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Um, so this is one way to really get your juices flowing in terms of how do I light tomorrow with today. Sometimes it's as simple as just reflecting on the things that we're doing each day and really giving a moment to consider what's going well, what would I do differently and what, what am I looking forward to? Yeah. Kind of that zoom out moment to contemplate yeah. a little bit. Yeah. 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 And it's, and that doesn't take a lot of time. You know, that one you can, you know, maybe you're even keeping a journal at your bedside and you're just dumping those thoughts out right before you go to bed, or maybe it's the first thing you do in the morning It's it's going to be a journey in and of itself to kind of figure out like, when do I want to do this? Absolutely. Okay. I'm going to find the next prompt. Is there a specific one you want to jump to next? We can go in any, any order. So all five, you'll see all five of them connect to this idea of light in one way, shape or form lighting tomorrow with today. Here's the solar art. Oh, I love this one. So this, yeah, this was actually an activity that my daughter and I did together back in 2020, uh, early in the pandemic when school went virtual and there was an artist in residence uh, within the school district where my daughter attends um, who introduced us to this concept or me for the first time to these solar poems where you center 
an idea in the middle of the page. And I think that in this case, was it healing begins? Is that I'm trying to remember? Yes, I think it was healing mm-hmm. begins. And so you can put anything in the center, right? Anything that feels like an inviting point to ponder. Healing begins is a great one. Because from that, then what shoots out like rays of sunshine are ideas about where or how healing begins. And so this is mine. And I love a book called see me as a person. It's really the foundation of how I approach my own nursing practice. And there are four therapeutic practices, attune, wonder, follow and hold. And to me, those are really rays of light that help me see the people who I care for first as people and, and then as patients. And uh, so I, I really approached it as a caregiver and really also thought about how can I turn that around? How can I turn that light inward and attune, wonder, follow and hold um, my, my own individuality and uh, resilience. Resilience is another great word to put in the center of the page if you're doing a solar poem and then using, using your creativity to think about what stems for me from this idea of resilience, what helps me stay resilient, feel resilient. And my daughter actually did one too. And that one's shaped like a heart. Oh, yeah. Just to kind of show another example of how, how they can take on, how solar poems can take on more than one shape. Is this the one, Natalie? Yeah. Yeah. And so she, she too had healing begins there at the center Mm -hmm. and then her thoughts about, about where healing starts. So so solar poems can take on, you know, the shape of the sunshine, the shape of a heart, circle, whatever you shape you want to make it. And just really stems from putting an idea in the center of the page and then shooting rays of light slash ideas that come off of it. Lovely. That's great. Right. It's so approachable. And yet it can, these things can take you down so many layers yeah. if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. And then there was another interesting one here. Uh, word of the year. Ooh, yes. All right. So uh, this is one of my favorite New Year's traditions. And so there are a lot of people out there who talk about how choosing one word instead of a New Year's resolution is an approach to moving into a new year that makes you feel less like a project that needs fixing and more like a human being who's achieving the essence of, of being more of what you want to be. And so I've followed one particular uh, story journalist. Her name is Allie Edwards and she holds uh, virtual classes each year. Hers is called one little word. Um, You can at this time of year on morning shows, late night television, maybe even find people talking about this idea of picking one word as your theme for the year and then finding different ways to engage in it. And the creative journaling prompt that really connects us to uh, light around this is to just take a piece of paper or a page in your journal and write more on one side of the page and less on the other. And then just draw a line down the middle and start doing a brain dump and making a list of all the things you want more of, and then all the things that you'd like to maybe prune or have a little less of, and then and then pause to look at your list and start to look up words that connect to themes of what you want more of or themes of what you want less of. 
And by way of that, start start looking up words in the good old dictionary. And then as you come up with themes or words that start to resonate with you, look up the list of synonyms for that word or the list of antonyms for that word. And that in and of itself is an exercise that if this concept of picking a word instead of a New Year's resolution speaks to you, can help you find your word. And, you know, you can go down all kinds of rabbit holes online. Uh, but Allie Edwards, I think, is just, in my personal opinion, one of the one of the best in the business. And I've, I've done her subscription program a couple, six, seven times over the years. And myself have chosen a word of the year every year for about 12 years now. And um, the journaling that I've done really each month around the word that I choose has has helped me just continue to have fresh lenses on daily life that really sheds new light and new angles on, on just the the day to day. I like that approach as not that there's anything wrong with doing, you know, new year's resolutions or goals, but it's just right. a very different feel to it. It's um, as you said, less like I'm a project that I need and I'm broken in some way. I need to fix myself. It's more like, how do I keep leaning into what's important to me, what I value, I love the the imagery even too of like, what do I want more of? What would I like to prune just to kind of yeah. set a tone for the coming year? Um, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, like yes. Not, not to throw, not to throw resolutions under the bus. If my dad listens to this, my dad loves a good new year's resolution. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, in, in different personality types, I think gravitate toward different things, but um, it's hard to stick with a resolution. And I think it's, it, this feels more like through line that you're creating a theme that can connect with so many other things in your life. And, and the research shows when we can connect with those important right. whys, those deeper things, we're more likely to achieve them. So, right. And they can work together. That. If you like both, you can have a word and a resolution, or maybe a resolution sure. is to have a word. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. Let's see. There's another one, one with a mirror. Mirror. Yes. A good reflective practice. All right. So I think this picture was taken maybe summer of 2019. So one of my favorite methods of creative journaling is to take those right on wipe off markers, those erasable markers and write quotes that I find that inspire me literally on the mirror. And it's fun to do it the night before the coming day in this spirit of light tomorrow with today. So to think about really any any topic under the sun that you want to, I mean, and even just looking up inspiring quotes or, you know, there are all kinds of books out there that just can get you in touch with inspiring quotations. And it can be really inspiring to read a quotation and hold it in your heart, but to not make it visual or to do anything more with it kind of just makes it a passing thought and that's okay too. But when you find those quotes that you really want to, I don't know, put on a refrigerator magnet, that kind of feeling like this is a practice that I've loved doing, writing a quotation on the mirror the night before and then waking up the next morning and kind of feeling like, what was it like to plant the seed on one day and then wake up to it the next and then just go through the day kind of looking for things that connect to whatever that inspiration felt like to stumble across something that that resonates. And so I love this quote from Eleanor Roosevelt, the future belongs to those of us, or to those of us, <laughs> to those who believe in the beauty of their dreams. I'm one of those people. <laughs> yeah, that's a anyway, good one. 
Yeah. So, so, you know, this is really just to illuminate that creative journaling doesn't have to even be in, in a notebook or on paper, you know, you can, you can find other surfaces or, you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with having an open note, like on your device, on your phone or on your computer. Like maybe you have a standing word document. That's just the first thing that you see when you pop your laptop open. And, and that's where you're doing your daily dump of either morning pages is something that, you know, Julia Cameron has talked about taking time in the morning to just write what's on your brain, whether it be one or two or three pages or a certain amount of time, you know, maybe you're doing that in a device like your phone or your iPad or your laptop. Um, or maybe, maybe you're literally writing something on the mirror. <laughs> really just want to be inviting of, of creativity in the approach to finding things to write upon. Mm-hmm. And you can make it as unique as your life and your situation, what you have available. Right, and right, right. What, what tends to get your attention. Right, right. I think there's one more. Which one am I missing here? Trying to think too. community resilience oh that's just that's just another example of actually this is great this is an example of just another like vessel this is this is a journal that came in a pack of journals that you can order online for example for i think less than 20 bucks you can get 15 journals and then and then this idea of putting a collage on the front of it to make it yours right to go through old magazines or you know, any, anything that has inspired to create a cover, if you will, that, that speaks to you in a way that, that makes it inviting um, your space. So yeah, this is just an example. And um, this is shared by a participant of the Minnesota Care Workshop that we've talked about, um, who incorporated her word of, of one year and, um, and another. So just an example of how to highlight that. Yeah, I think we made it through our visual aids. (laughs) All right. Cool. So any parting thoughts? And we'll share how folks can follow you and get in touch with you as well. Um, But kind of last, I know you had kind of a theme about, I don't want to spoil it, but the tunnel, the tunnel theme, if you want to talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. No, thank you. I'm so glad you did. This is why we, this is why we talk. And, you know, I do just have to say, Alicia, that, I referenced this loosely, but a creative mind like mine can sometimes be a lot to sort through and a lot to sort out and talking with you about how I've been taking these bigger concepts and really putting them into action. It's really been valuable for me to feel the essence of who you are as a coach in our friendship. And furthermore, as as a journalist with a podcast like this, like it's it's such fun for me to be in a conversation like this about a, a project that's in development. I mean, I feel like we're kind of building the plane together while we fly. Uh, the the theme that you just referenced is is really one that I've held on to in all of my years of journaling. And that's that why live life right at the end of the tunnel, you know, when we're going through times that are hard or dark, or when we're even just going through days that are, you know, mundane or routine, instead of thinking about it, like, how do I get to that light at the end of the tunnel? Creative journaling for resilience for me has really been a practice of considering how do I carry the light through the tunnel? 
mm. and really just continue to find sources of inspiration. I mean, when you start look, looking up and paying attention to what might inspire you, the it's it's really quite endless the the list of possibilities you know from from shreds of things that might visually catch your eye to quotations to invitations or sparks or journaling prompts however you want to think about them really just being in a practice of expressing reflecting and repeating in community with others um, is is a great way to really just feel that light through the tunnel and not just not just be living to get to something that's on the other side of where we're at in the now. I love that. And as you said, the community piece of it can really help us if we're feeling stuck or feeling yeah. alone. Um, there's just some kind of magic about doing this in community that adds depth to it and adds yeah. maybe long, longevity for some of us too. Yeah. Super cool. Okay. So if people want to know more, they can follow the reflective collective, which I don't know if we talked about at the top of the episode, but the reflective collective, tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So, so I have a small business, uh, small LLC, the reflective nurse, and uh, I incorporated that small business back in 2015. And then Last year, I really wanted to lean into creating some community to stem from that. And so instead of making this about being a reflective nurse, I I really took that idea and expanded upon it and created a community called the Reflective Collective. I started it as a virtual community, just a Facebook group. So anyone is welcome to just ask to be invited to the Reflective Collective. Um, I want to be mindful of the fact that not everyone is on social media. And so if you want to join the Facebook group and you're a Facebook person, great. If you're on Instagram, you can follow um, the Reflective Collective is just my handle on Instagram. Um, or if you are not a social media person, you are welcome to just email me uh, to find out more about the Creative Journaling for Resilience calendar or the community around that. And that email is thereflectivenurse at gmail.com. But the Reflective Collective is really a community that's not just a Facebook group anymore. Um, We've gathered in many forms and fashions over the last year, everything from um, doing nature walks, uh, forest bathing um, in the expert hands of of a really great certified forest bathing instructor. Uh, We've done some uh, creative journaling activities together um, at a local nonprofit arts organization. Um, I partnered with an occupational therapist uh, to launch a um, traveling art gallery. Uh, We did a handful of writing workshops. And so if these things speak to you, um, shoot me an email. So thereflectivenurse at gmail.com. And I can add you to the mailing list to just stay appraised to um, both virtual and in-person events that I host throughout the year. And for those who uh, purchased the desk calendar or gifted it, um, I I can still order more. And so if you're interested in getting your hands on a desk calendar, um, I can I can still work with you on that. And um, if you're interested just in the curriculum that goes along with that, that's an option as well. Um, so feel free to send me an email if you want to learn about any more of, of those options. 
Thank you so much for sharing all this, Natalie, and for sharing your vibrancy, your creative spirit, and helping to form a community around all of these really important things. Um, So yeah, I'll put links to all of these in the show notes so people can click and follow and email you and so forth. And I'm really looking forward to 2024, going a little bit deeper with a journaling practice for myself and using your creative prompts and your inspiration and your guidance along the way. It's going to be really fun. Well, thanks. Thank you. You are uh, to everyone. Alicia was the very first person to to purchase a creative journaling for resilience calendar. So I feel so lucky. I was like, (laughs) yeah, at the Minnesota cares event, I was like, tell me about this. I want one. And yeah, I, since then I was like, I need this for lots of people in my life. So (laughs) So great. That's a really great gift as well. Wonderful. Thanks so much. Thanks for the conversation today. My pleasure. Happy 2024. Happy 2024. Thank you for listening to this episode of Wellness Wins, where we celebrate stories of people who have overcome wellness challenges or are managing them successfully. To learn more about the services I offer as a wellness coach, you can check out my website at connectiontowellness.com. There are blog posts on various wellness-related topics. You can schedule a free consultation if you'd like to learn more about wellness coaching. Thanks again. We'll see you next time.